Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love or even like, can barely stand cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 256, and I believe I'm going to call it cleaning with other people, meaning cleaning alongside other people, cleaning when you're supposed to have other people helping you. And sometimes it can be a little bit frustrating. Um, I do want to remind you that uh, I am also the author of two traditionally published books, a couple other little things, but um how to manage your home without losing your mind and decluttering at the speed of life, not light, but life, uh, are both available as paperbacks, ebooks, meaning Kindle, Nook, whatever, and audiobooks, including on audible.com. So if you like listening and if you need more things to listen to over the summer when I take a break for June, July, and the beginning of August, I recommend getting my audiobooks. Um, they are, I, I don't cuss like at all or anything. So you can totally listen to it while your kids are around. Uh, maybe they'll learn a little something too or not, whatever. I'm not going to make any promises on that. Um, but they are the whole, this is how you do it. You know, you guys listen to the podcast. The podcasts are rambly. They are what they are. And I appreciate all of you who listen, but the books are books, like they've been through the whole writing and then editing and then proofreading and then recording and all that kind of stuff process. So and they are a book like this is a how to go from completely overwhelmed in your home to okay, this is what you need to do to manage your home without losing your mind. And how to go from any level of clutter to getting the clutter out of there. So the whole entire process all together mindset changes all that that's what the books are. So anyway, I just recommend that you look into those for the summer. Um, as the podcasts go on hiatus or whatever it's called a break. Um, and those are at aslobcomesclean.com slash book, or you can just look them up, look up Dana K white, always put the K in there, just wherever you'd like to buy books. Okay. All right. Um, and at the end of this podcast, I am going to talk about um, how it's going to work for uh, Patreon supporters to get their, I don't know all the details, we'll get there, but I'm going to tell you more about the audio classic blog posts, I guess. Um, so I'm recording uh, some of my classic blog posts to go out once a week in a special feed that's only for Patreon supporters. So anyway, I'm going to talk more about that at the end. But um, anyway, just letting you know that that's coming. Okay, stick around if you want to find out more about that. We're going to talk about cleaning with other people. And I'm going to start out with my own failure story. So I I don't do these podcasts out of a place of being perfect. And y'all know that but I I really messed up last week. Um, So the, at the time when I'm recording this, it is May of 2020. And it, it's, you know, bananas cuckoo time in the world of the COVID-19, Corona, whatever pandemic. And there's been a lot of at home time and kids have been out of school and everything's canceled. And so we're all home. And, you know, I've, I've been involving my family in the whole cleaning process. 
trying to keep it on the same schedule as when my cleaner would come. And if you guys are like, wait a minute, Aleda has a cleaning podcast and she has a cleaner come to her house. Well, welcome. You're new here. I, I mentioned this a lot. Um, and just the short version is that for the first seven years, basically up until I wrote my first book, How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind, um, I did not have any cleaning help. Um, but I'm a big fan of it if you can do it. And as soon as I could do it, I did it. Um, it, unfortunately does not solve slob problems, really hardly at all. But it sure is nice uh, to have somebody come in and do that. So anyway, um, there's podcasts on that. I'll try to remember to link to them. We'll see if I remember or not. Um, Anyway, there's podcasts on all of that. The realities of having somebody clean what you have to do ahead of time to make it actually worth your money and their time and all that kind of stuff for them to come, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so on the same schedule when she would come, because she was not coming, you know, we would do a family cleaning day. We didn't get anywhere near as lovely as she did uh, the house to as lovely of a point as she would get it. We also, I mean, the reality is there are things I do not see unless someone is coming over. And that's actually one of the biggest reasons, one of the biggest values that I get from having somebody clean is it forces me to, it just opens my eyes. It opens my eyes to little spots of clutter that I can totally ignore even when I'm dusting all around them. But if she's coming, I want it to be completely and totally picked up. And so things that have been sitting out for a while, all of a sudden they become visible to me and I'm like, oh, okay. You know, so over the months where she did not come, there were just certain things that were invisible to me. So we were kind of at a a more difficult, you know, we were not at our normal thing that we'd not at my normal stage every two weeks of cleaning up. Now, I still every two, I always have to scramble to get everything picked up because yes, you do have to clean before she comes, which it's not really cleaning. It's the layers of a clean house. It's the catching up on daily and the getting all the clutter and all that. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. I've talked about it before, but we hadn't been doing to that extreme. So her, she um, contacted me. I had been paying her because um, I really don't want to lose her. Anyway, uh, I had been paying her throughout the times when she wasn't coming because, you know, I told my husband, I said, as long as we can, I want to keep paying her just because we can. And I know not everybody can. And I totally understand that. But I was like, I think we can. And so we should because this isn't, this is stinky for everybody, you know? Anyway, so I want to make sure she saw money, but she contacted me and said, Hey, I'm ready to come back. And I said, okay, Um, because we, you know, I'm in Texas, things are gradually opening up. Um, I think the gyms just opened today, which my family is very excited about, not me, but other people in my family. Anyway, she was going to come back. And so on last Thursday, we had to now a little bit challenging because in the summers, normally when we've had her coming, um, we would go do something fun that day. Well, guess what? There's nowhere to go anymore. So <laughs> we can't go somewhere. So we we had to get out of the house and stay out of her way and all that kind of stuff. So it was a little bit of a challenge, but it was fine. Let's talk about one of this episode's sponsors, BetterHelp. Did you know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month? It's always important to pay attention to your men- mental health. So May is a great reminder to think about it and talk about it and be open about it. Listen, if you're struggling, check out BetterHelp. 
BetterHelp is online counseling that you can use from home. It allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. So you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. BetterHelp has 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. Though I do want to be clear, this is not a crisis line. So here's a big advantage. Through BetterHelp, you have access to broad expertise in the network so you can address your unique needs. You're not limited to what's available in your local area, and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can check out testimonials posted daily on the site. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash clean. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash clean. We were getting the house cleaned up. Well, in the summers, in a normal summer, my husband is, is gone. I mean, he's, you know, gone from the house. I don't know what time, seven, eight, something like that. So he has never really... I mean, he's occasionally been around, but he hasn't really been around for the frantic before the cleaner comes cleanup. And my kids hate it. They roll their eyes. They don't like it. They, but they also know that it's what we have to do. And we also know that mama gets a little bit crazy during that time. Like, I mean, I break a sweat, big time sweat running around, getting everything ready. But my husband was home because he is essential and he's working, but it's, his hours are just different than they normally are. So he'll be, you know, working from home sometimes and not. Anyway, so he was available <laughs> to help. And he's a very helpful person and he's a lovely person and I love him and he's wonderful. And I'm going to talk about, you know, the ways in which he is so much better than me at all this kind of stuff. But he had, I guess, not been around when I was in one of my frantic modes like that. He doesn't really like my frantic modes in general. He's fine with them when he watches me be frantic and like boss other people around. He's not as great with it when it's him that's being bossed around by me. And I don't blame him at all. I can understand that. Anyway, so he was home for this and um, I said, okay, well, we need to start cleaning. I think I said this at like eight o'clock and he was like, already? I thought she doesn't come till 930. And that kind of set my is it my hackles? Is that what it's called? Like raised my hackles? Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't even know what that means. What I'm picturing in my head is my German shepherd when um, she's something happens that somebody comes around that she's not crazy about them being around because she thinks they're gonna, you know, murder me and everything. And the hair on the back of her neck raises up like that's what I felt in this moment because I was like, so I gave a little speech. Again, remember, I'm getting to the part, and this is part of it, where I did not do a great job. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you, this is why I thought maybe we should talk about this. Anyway, he said that, and my hackles or the hair on the back of my neck raised up, if I was a German Shepherd. And I was like, you know that I normally drop kids off at 
um, 7.45 in the morning and then I rush back here and I work like crazy until she gets here, right? You do know that, right? You know, because I want credit because I don't, <laughs> anyway, because I really like credit. And he, um, he was like, oh, okay, okay, you know. So he said, well, do you want me to do the kitchen? And I was like, okay, now let me just be clear. That is generally what works really well for us. Okay. And that's one of the things I'm going to give as advice is specific areas, give them to people and let them have them. And he does a great job on the kitchen. He doesn't move quite as quickly as I want him to in these types of moments. Normally when he works on the kitchen, it's great and it's fine for him to not move very quickly, but this is like, you know, frantic mode of we got to get this done. And so I I was like, yeah, that'd be great if you could do the kitchen. I'll probably do some stuff too. And he was like, why? And I was like, well, you know, because it's it's like a different level of things being picked up. Like nothing can be left in the sink, you know? And he's like, and he, it, it hurt his feelings. I'm just being honest. It hurt his feelings. I was wrong. He was like, I thought I was good at the kitchen. And you're basically sitting here telling me, telling me I'm not good at the kitchen. And Later on in the day, when we talked about it, I did grovel and apologize, not grovel, but you know what I mean? I, I know some people, I I get it. You may have your own past and your own relationship issues where you hear the word grovel and you think, oh my goodness, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I was trying to be funny. And I acknowledge that that's not funny to everybody. Okay. But where I was like, so later on in the day, I was like, listen, I'm sorry. I I was kind of mean. Um, and my, it was funny because my daughter was in the car with us as we're driving around trying to kill time. And she was like, yeah, dad, I'm just used to mom being like that on those mornings. Like <laughs> she knows that I get into crazy mode, but me being in crazy mode, like I still have to be nice, right? Like I can't excuse me being mean to people like there's no excuse for me being mean. And I really was not very nice. I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, I appreciate what you do in the kitchen, but it's not like you're that good at it. You know I mean? Like, I I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something that mean, like I I really was, which is only going to backfire me on a backfire on me because I do. I mean, everything he does in the kitchen is a help and it's something I don't have to do. So I don't want for you know, him to not want to help me anymore. So it was wrong of me. It was a bad decision. My reaction was bad. And I apologized, you know, and I, I did apologize later, but I maybe in the moment wasn't quite so apologetic other than I'm sorry, but it's blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. So anyway, it just made me think about how it really is a whole different thing to clean alongside someone, especially someone in your house and yet it is so worth it to create a family environment in which we can all clean together. Okay. In which we can work together and it is an actual help. And I, over the years, I'm so thankful for all the time that I have spent teaching my family how to clean, training my kids on how to do things. They're still some days really good and some days really bad at it. I mean, you know, I still get incredibly frustrated sometimes and think, are you kidding me? But I'm still glad for any of the work that I have done. But guess when that work doesn't really happen? When we're in frantic cleaning mode. Okay. 
Anyway, so basically my, my, just to explain in case you're going, what was the big deal about the kitchen? Well, the kitchen is where she starts. And so I like to make sure it is completely and totally done in plenty of time. And then I move to the other room. So I kind of know what order she goes in. And so, um, you know, I can still be picking up in my bedroom at the time when, um, she's gotten here and started on the kitchen because I, at that point, you know, that's kind of one of her last things that she does is the bedrooms. But so the thing with the kitchen, Oh, this is a good one, right? Um, this is so that you won't miss me so much in the summer. That's why I'm being so, <laughs> I am completely faking how scatterbrained I am today. Yep. That's what's going on. Sure. It is. Anyway. So basically it comes down to every single salt and pepper shaker, every last little thing has to be put completely away. So not just pick up the trash and kind of wipe. I mean, like I want every last thing. And so it just reveals different random things that have kind of ended up in places that I didn't even realize that they were there. And so, you know, and and the whole table has to be cleaned off, not just cleaned off to where we can eat on it, but there's still that, you know, pile of stuff on the corner, but like actually completely cleaned off both, you know, the breakfast table and the dining room table, they both have, you know, so it's, it's all that kind of stuff where it's basically getting it to company ready, which is different from our normal everyday stuff. And if somebody hasn't been there for that process, they're thinking, well, this is what it is, what it means to be clean. And I'm like, oh, you know, actually, I'm talking about the whole next level. Okay, so anyway, so I was unkind. So these are some thoughts on this. And their thoughts of me going, okay, Dana, what can you do differently next time? What have you learned from in the past that you should do? So here's the thing, you're going to make a mistake. I mean, some of y'all are perfect, but if you make a mistake, apologize. You know, it's so worth it. I think I've told you guys about my roommate when I lived in Thailand and I had never, I mean, roommates have roommate issues. I mean, my goodness, families, you have issues with people that you live with. It's just reality. And you have these little times where you, you know, I don't know that we ever had fights or anything like that, but we did get irritated with each other sometimes. And I can remember her, we would have had some sort of thing where we were just getting on each other's nerves. And usually it would be at night before we went to bed or the next morning, she would come to me and I would be kind of nursing my irritation. I'd be like, Oh my word. And going back over in my head, what it was that had happened and what had gotten on my nerves and what I should have said and what I'm going to say next time if I have the chance. And you know, if you watch Seinfeld, the jerk store, you know, anyway, so I would be, you know, like in my head going back over how irritated I was. And she would come to me and she'd say, Dana, I just want to apologize. I'm really sorry for, you know, how I talked to you or for whatever it was last night. And I just remember, I mean, she's so great and so mature because the reality is when somebody apologizes for something, it's really hard. Now I know you can still in a family, especially in a marriage, blah, 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 you can still hold on to it, but it, it makes a big difference. Like relationships are restored by sincere apologies. Anyway, so I had to apologize to my husband, not just the, well, I'm sorry, but like an actual later go, okay, I was wrong. This was the situation and why I did that, but it was wrong of me. I shouldn't have talked to you that way. I shouldn't have, anyway, blah, 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 whatever. Um, okay, 
here's the, here's the thing too. I want you to, if you have listened to this podcast a lot, you know about the container concept. Container concept is everything, meaning the size of the space that you have determines how much stuff you can keep. All the way from your sock drawer, the size of your sock drawer determines how many socks you can have, to the size of your house determines the reality of, you know, how much stuff you can have in your house without it being crazy and unmanageable for you. And it ultimately comes down to accepting reality, like saying this is reality and this is the house that I live in and these are the spaces that I have available and that determines how much stuff I can keep. And this is my personal clutter threshold, meaning the amount of stuff that I personally am able to keep under control easily. Those things are really important and they generally come down to acceptance, just accepting truth and reality. Um, it's kind of the same concept for your circumstances. I, I know that there are people, if you're still listening, who are thinking, well, I live by myself and that would be a really nice problem to have, to have somebody help me clean and do it imperfectly. You know, there are some of you who are in situations where nobody helps you clean and maybe even belittles you for trying to clean or whatever. I know because I hear from you guys, you're in all kinds of different situations, all kinds of different situations. And I get that. But just like the container concept allows you to move forward and make real progress and is incredibly freeing when you stop thinking, well, it would be easier if I had a bigger house or it would be easier if I had more storage areas in my house that I do have. And you instead go, well, this is the house I have. And this is the closet I have. And if I'll live within the reality of the space that I have, I'm actually a whole lot happier. Well, the circumstances that you have are the circumstances that you have. Whether it's people that you live with, or living alone, or, you know, whatever it is, a big part of it is accepting reality and going, okay, this is my situation. So going from there, and maybe that means saying, okay, you know, and we're going to talk anyway, blah, 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 whatever. Let's keep on going. Okay, here's good news for you guys. This is a pretty normal conversation to have at the beginning of the summer, which it's now, you know, second half of May. So we're heading into summer here in the Northern Hemisphere. And this one, your big advantage is you're not going to have any delusions before summer starts, right? Because we've all basically been living in summer since spring break. And so I loved the meme, like it made me so irrationally happy to see somebody, I think it was Simon Holland. I don't even know who that is, but I see tweets and stuff from him all the time that other people are sharing. And he said something like, huh, funny, I don't see anybody sharing their color-coded chore charts anymore or something like that. And it just made me laugh so hard because y'all know the beginning of all this quarantine, there were some people with some real big ideas, weren't there? And um, yeah, I'm not hearing about that anymore. So there are no delusions and summer's about to start. So great. You know, not having delusions is a good thing. Okay. A couple of things is acknowledge that um, the people who live in your house, are the people who live in your house and acknowledge that their perception is different than yours. So those of you who are listening to this podcast are generally 
the home managers of your home. Okay. Like whether it's because you have been given that title or you have taken that on, or it's just that you care more than other people do. Like maybe, um, maybe you have roommates and if in a perfect world, they would all care just as much as you do, but maybe they don't. And so, you know, by definition, if you were listening to this podcast, you care about this kind of stuff enough to listen to some rambly lady from Texas. Okay. So acknowledge that other people's perception is different than yours. So I have slob vision and that means I don't see incremental mess. I don't see, I mean, I see perfectly clean and I see horrifyingly messy, but the in-between I don't see happening except when there's an impending doorbell or an impending cleaner coming or a party going to happen. Not that anybody's having parties these days, but you know what I mean. Okay. Which just to acknowledge the fact that not having anybody coming into the house is really hard on my slob vision. It is because I'm like, oh, well, you know, I, I just don't see things, but these things open my eyes. But a lot of the things that I see when I know that the doorbell is going to ring. The people in my family don't see them, don't see those things. Okay. So certain things will be revealed to me. And I'm like, how do you not see that? When I really should be asking, how did none of us see that until this moment where this thing that matters to me has caused me to see it? Okay. They, that impending doorbell may not activate that same opening your eyes feature or whatever that happens in you. See what I'm saying? So acknowledge that their perception is different than yours. Acknowledge their skills. Okay. This is, you know, this was a frantic cleanup. And I mean, that that's my wheelhouse, you know, is the project is the run around like a crazy person and get my house cleaned up where I struggle the most is in the daily stuff that you know, ultimately causes the project to be a huge project. And that doesn't work very well. But like I struggle in the daily stuff, you know, my husband is great in the daily stuff. I mean, he is fantastic at routines and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he really is so impressive in that area. And so even though his wheelhouse is not fast and frantic cleaning, and that's what I felt like, was needed at that time. And I felt like it should be obvious that that was what was needed at that time. It's wrong for me to go, oh, well, he doesn't get it. Because he actually probably gets it more than I do, because he's better at the daily maintenance things, which ultimately makes there be a lot less to do in those frantic cleanup times. Does that make sense? Okay, so even though maybe wasn't what I needed at the moment, I would be wrong to not acknowledge the skill of his. Okay. Um, so in acknowledging your own faults, because remember that, I mean, I hate to say this, but one of the biggest things I had to realize in my own dislobification process was that my family did not know was actually a clean house. Like they, especially if we didn't have company coming over, which we didn't have as much because the house was always so messy, but I had a vision in my head of what the house was supposed to look like when it was clean. And they, barely ever saw it that way. And so they didn't even know what I was talking about. Like they, they had nothing to go on. When I said, clean up the living room, they didn't know what that meant. Like what? 
it took time. And I would say within that first year of, you know, actually working on decluttering and five minute pickups and all that kind of stuff, I can remember writing a post at some point where I realized that my kids actually knew what I meant and what I was looking for in having a clean living room, especially on a Tuesday morning, as opposed to a Saturday night when a party's going to happen. Um, okay. And also remember, even mamas with tidy houses complain about this. Even moms who don't have clutter piles and who do keep up with all their, you know, don't ever have dishes in the sink and stuff. All moms everywhere get frustrated over, I told him to shine the sink and I come back and it's like they hadn't even seen that there was, you know, splatters over here or whatever, you know, like that's a very normal mom complaint. But I think for those of us who struggle and feel kind of insecure in this area, it's easy to be like, how does my kid not know? Because then we're really thinking, how is it that I haven't taught them this? Okay, well, it's kind of just one of those things that all kids, everybody has to be taught. Um, also remember, you're the manager. Okay, so like if you think about fast food places or any kind of a business, you've got your manager and your manager assigns tasks, make sure people stay on those tasks, make sure things pe- actually get done, but they're having other people do the work. Okay. Not that you're not going to do any work, but remember in these situations, you are the manager. Like that's the whole thing of managing your home is you are there to direct people, assign tasks, tell them what to do. And that's where, you know, I'm not a big fan when people pull the whole, you know, well, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you to me, like, "Mm, don't say that to me. I'm like, no, if you need something, you need to tell me, don't have any expectations if you haven't told me. And yet it's really easy to do that to other people, especially to our kids, especially when it comes to cleaning. Like, how do you not know this? How do you not see this? I'm like, okay, just state it. And and the reality, and I remember when I wrote Teaching Kids to Clean, um, which is a, a great resource for actually teaching your kids cleaning skills. I had somebody who said, oh, I taught my kids this when they were younger, but now they're teenagers and it's like they've forgotten everything. And I was like, mine won't be that way. Y'all, they're all like that. And just, it's just the reality. Like they all pretending you never learned something is a great, great trick for teenagers. Anyway, um, so, you know, it's an ongoing thing. And that's one of the things as a mom where you, you want to get them to the point of independence But until they're there, you have to, I mean, that's part of your job is, you know, as mom, dad, whoever you are, is reminding them is all this. Now, it's different when you're in a different kind of relationship where you are not the parent and somebody doesn't want to be treated as a child and all that kind of stuff. Then you have to be even, you know, more cautious of how you talk to people and all that like with my husband. But yeah. Okay. Remember too, that we're talking about, um, when we talk about cleaning, cleaning, like what my cleaner does, she just does. I mean, she will, you know, get my stove good and shiny. She will get my appliances really shiny. She will clean the floors. Um, she dusts, she vacuums, all that kind of stuff. But that's just the third layer of a clean house. Okay. That's actual cleaning. She doesn't do daily stuff and she doesn't do decluttering. So remember that that also is part of the the confusion that a lot of us have felt over the years of why is this so hard? Why is this not like it seems when other people talk about cleaning? I don't think that we're talking about the same thing, blah, blah, blah. 
it's confusing for the person who you're expecting to help you as well. Okay, they may be looking at the layers of a clean house and not know that they're layers. And if you just tell them, go in there and clean that room, you know, if it's got daily stuff that hasn't been done in a while and clutter everywhere, you know, it's just completely overwhelming to them to even think of getting it to the point where you could vacuum. You know what I mean? So acknowledging that and just giving them maybe one layer, like, okay, giving them a very specific task to do in a very specific area. Okay. So ask them to, can you load the dishwasher and hand wash anything that's left over that doesn't fit? Ask them to do that instead of saying, clean the kitchen. And then maybe they come to you and say, you know, and then say, if if you need, if you finish that, just ask me and I'll let you know what else to do. Or say, can you do the dishes and I'm going to clean up the counters I'm going to put stuff away that I normally put away. That's probably what I should have done with my husband instead of saying, can you clean the kitchen? Instead say, can you just do the dishes and I will, you know, get the other stuff done. Um, Okay. Whenever possible, give them tasks and walk away. I do have printables on the site. They're all together in teaching kids to clean, but a lot of them are on the site individual for free, like a bathroom cleaning checklist, especially for kids who are readers and who need that independence and who need, you know, reminders of details, uh, that's important for them to do specific tasks and lists of things for them to check off so that you don't have to be micromanaging. Because the reality is, if you're cleaning alongside of each other, you're off there cleaning, you know, cleaning somewhere else too. And the timing is important. You know, we were talking, I I was, I'm talking about a frantic cleaning session. That is so not the time to try to be teaching someone to clean. So, take advantage of slow times when you don't have pressure to teach these skills. Okay. To teach them in a way where, okay, you know, I'm going to explain this to you. I'm going to demonstrate it for you. Now you do it. And then I'm going to come back and check it. And then I'm going to have you fix the things that you didn't, you know, do correctly. And then I'm going to check it. You know, it's that teaching process and realizing that teaching, you have to teach before you can have expectations of them. Um, I feel like this has been rambly and I don't know if it's been helpful at all, but, um, it is what it is today. Okay. This is my next to last podcast before I take my summer break, which it feels like it's already summer, but I am excited to kind of, you know, shut off this, um, ongoing task stuff in my brain to do with this so that we can focus on making the best of whatever the summer is. And it's also the summer before I have a kid going to college, which is crazy. Uh, so I'm assuming there's going to be some things to do to get ready for that. Um, which I'm super excited about. I'm a little bit like I'm embracing the fact that my first one going off to college is a boy. And my goal is to send him off in as minimal a way as possible so that he has less stuff in his room to get out of control and annoy and annoy his roommate. <laughs> anyway, who knows how that's going to go because he does not know who his roommate will be. He does not know anyone else going there. But, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of where we are. And so I'm about to start talking about the Patreon and what is going on for that this summer. So um, Patreon is a um, system 
it's its own site. It's patreon.com has all kinds of different creators and stuff. I mean, like all sorts of different things that people do, um, where their audience can directly support them. So, um, I had one ad on this podcast, which I'm very thankful for, but it's also a little bit like, um, I think I was supposed to have, I'm, I'm sure I was, you know, because things have gotten switched around and moved and canceled so much with all of the, um, craziness going on with the economy and all that. So, I um, have realized how incredibly thankful I am for those who are patrons. So the way this works is through Patreon, I have an account there and you can sign up to be a patron of this podcast. So if you listen to it and you're thankful and if you listen to it and you're thankful for it, I have no expectations of anybody to be a patron. I just want to make sure you know about this because if you want to, there is an opportunity for you to support the work that goes on here. Okay. So anyway, if you would like to be a patron at the $5 or more, you can fill in your own amount. If I think I said this last time, but if I didn't, if you um, sign up to be a patron at the $1 million a month, after the first 12 months of $1 million a month payments, I will fly to your home, bringing with me uh, a body card, just in case you're crazy. And oh, at your expense, you'd have to fly me there. And I will help you declutter in your home for three hours. But that's only after the first 12 months of million dollar a month patron payments. But most people aren't going to do that. You know, I mean, I'm not even going to put a cap on that. I mean, I'm really, I mean, I'm, I am not going to cap how many people can be million dollar a month supporters, but, um, most people are $5 a month supporters. And here's what you get for being a $5 a month supporter. You get access to our super secret Facebook group, which is rocking and active and lovely and amazing. I mean, lately people have been like, Hey, this is what I'm doing today. Here's my before picture. Here's what I'm working on. I mean, it's just so incredibly encouraging and lovely. So anyway, you get access to that Facebook group. It does take a little bit for you to get into the Facebook group just because we have to do it manually. So my assistant Jennifer does that and she checks emails almost every night, although I know her internet has been wonky lately. So anyway, um, sometimes that causes a little bit of delay, but usually within two to three days, we'll get you into that Facebook group after you become a patron. Okay. If you ever become a patron, don't hear from us. I guarantee you it's because something happened with your, the email and your spam and all that kind of stuff. Just send an email to a slob comes clean at gmail.com. We'll get it all figured out. Okay. Um, anyway, so that's the number one perk. Um, the, another perk is that um, you can apply to do one of the strategy sessions that um, I have been doing on the podcast. I have one more coming up next week. And that, you know, the patrons are the people that are doing the strategy sessions. Okay. But then there's one more perk that's just for this summer. And so it might motivate you to become a patron, which is kind of my point here. Um, and that is that I am going to, I've already recorded five and plan on recording more today and tomorrow. I think I have 12 weeks where I will be off. Maybe not 12. That sounds like a lot. Maybe it's 10. I don't know. Anyway, it's all of June, all of July and the first two weeks of August. Those times when a regular podcast is not coming out, there is a special feed that we can run through Patreon 
and we will give you instructions. It will actually, you can load it to your regular podcast app. Like if you listen through the Apple podcasts, you can load it into there, even though it's not something people can search and find. But if you're a patron, there will be instructions on how to do that or any other podcast app that you have. You load this special feed into there that you only have access to because you're a $5 a month patron. And each week you will get a mini audio version of a classic blog post. And I have really enjoyed recording them because I go back like one that I have is um, it's an in the mo it's when I figured out the container concept. It was like, I just figured this out. And look, I applied it here. And I applied it here. And it was just fun to read. So these are things that, um, you know, are just kind of classic blog posts from the last 10 years, and um, that I put an audio version, I'm going to go ahead and record them ahead of time over the summer, schedule them all out. So I will not be worrying about that. But there'll be people there to troubleshoot with you if they can't if you need to. But the content is there on the blog. Like, you know, so it's not like, oh, I want to, I want to see this post from when, um, you know, she realized the container concept. Well, it's there on the blog. So it's not like it's not available to you. It's totally available to you. But it's just in this different format that it's going to be available to patrons. Okay, I will send out a link to the blog post, not the audio version, but just the blog post each week to anybody who's on my podcast email list. Okay, so a sobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S, you can sign up for a special podcast email list, which means you get an email every time a new podcast comes out. But it also will let you I'll send out a special newsletter that has okay, this is this is the the link to the blog post you can read. That's the same one that the audio version is going out to, you know, patrons only, but you'll still have access to that content. You just won't have it in the audio format, unless you're a patron. Okay. And if you become a patron at some point during the summer, you'll be able to go back and listen to um, the ones that had already come out before you became a patron. Okay. All right. So that's just for the summer, though. I'm not committing to that being an ongoing uh, perk, but it is to encourage you to be patrons because I don't want you to fall off of the wagon did we ever decide if it was off or on? Whatever. Um, I don't want y'all to fall off the wagon over the summer. And also it helps the lights stay on over here at the podcast. Okay. I will talk to you guys later. Okay. Bye.